Hey there, traders. Thank you guys again for joining us here at Trade Delicious. It is our honor and pleasure to welcome another wildly interesting person for our podcast episode today. Dan Oshman, serial entrepreneur, entrepreneur of several very successful companies. This is his fifth company that we're talking about today in Trend Spider, a company that has received a collection of different awards, including an award that ranks at 130, 130th on Today Inc.'s rankings for most fastest growing companies here in the U.S. We're incredibly excited to show you the powers of these types of products and how they can change your life as a retail investor. That's what we're here to do. We're incredibly excited to bring on someone who knows what he's doing, has a good control of the markets, a good understanding of how to trade and how to improve as a trader. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce to some and present to others the incredibly dapper Dan Ushman. Dan, how you doing, man? I'm good. I, I don't think I've ever been called incredibly dapper before, so that's a new one. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I guess. Yeah, no, you're welcome, man. So talk to me a little bit about the journey here. You, you've obviously been a serial, serial entrepreneur. You started so many different companies. What kind of inspired you to start TrendSpider? Sure. Um, so uh, uh, we'll go back a little bit. Um, my last business uh, was a company called Single Hop. We automated bare metal servers, right? It's boring nerd speak for basically spinning up a server in the cloud. Um, and we're one of the, the, the first businesses to pull that off. Um, and, you know, the the idea for Transfader came because I was sitting around trading one day. I, I've traded since 2008, um, which was a wild time to start. Um, and I was sitting there wondering, like, how how can we automate deploying a physical server, right? Which is a complicated thing that has custom hardware and software, network configurations, all kinds of stuff. And um, yet as a trader, I'm sitting here staring at charts, doing everything by hand. Um, you know, it kind of was this moment where it's like, why is this so manual? Why is, um, why, why do I have to look at 400 charts tonight? Right. Why do I have to manually draw lines on them? You know, all of this stuff is, should be at least, it wasn't, but it should be systemic and, um, you know, math-based because um, when you deploy a server, right, there's a great deal of complexity and um, a lot of room for error. You know, it's, it's, I like to say, tedious, time-consuming, error-prone. Um, and trading also is tedious, time-consuming, error-prone. So um, that's where the idea came from, right? It was, um, you know, I feel like I trade like a human and um, the only way to really actually be profitable trading is to trade more like a machine. Um, you know, and so I looked for a while, couldn't find any products that um, even kind of moved in that direction, at least not in the retail world. Um, decided to try to build my own. Um, from there, there was like a two year journey of um, first trying to build an algo with Python and then ultimately realizing that you needed to build a platform in order to get there. Right. Um, but that's kind of the backstory. That's awesome, man. So you really just tried to automate things from the perspective of trying to make sure your strategies were showing themselves up on the actual charts without you having to go through all of the work of drawing these trend lines, drawing these support and resistance levels. That's really the crux of it. Am I hearing that right? That, that's how it started, right? So it started yeah, with yeah. trend line and pattern recognition, um, you know, on chart. 
um, it has expanded from there, right? Um, you, you can think of building software like this, kind of like building a house, right? You got to pour the foundation, you got to put up the frame, right? Like you got to do things step by step. Um, so, you know, from what started with just something that picked up trend lines um, in a user's kind of customized style, um, it can now scan the market. Um, it can pick up patterns. It can um, watch the market for you. And it can actually run fully automated trading strategies for anybody. Um, we like to say, bring your strategy. The system will do the rest. Um, you visually can backtest within it. So you can say like, you know, and th- this is this is a trap a lot of new traders fall into. You can say like, hey, I saw this guy make a video on YouTube about trading a MACD cross with a moving average and it looked amazing, right? And a lot of new right, traders... Right. Well, just dump it, dive in and start trading that, Um, you know, and backtesting lets you say, hey, here are the rules. What would have happened if I traded this way going back 50 years? Right. Um, From there, you can say, okay, it works or it doesn't work. You can tweak it and iterate and adjust the strategy over time. And when you find something that you like, there's this handy new button you can push that launches a trading bot. Right. Um, And then you can forward play that strategy going forward into um, with real market data in real time. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it, it took five years to get there, right? Like that was the vision from the beginning, right? Like we want to give people a way to fully automate any portion of trading from discovery through analysis, through execution. Um, and we built those that, that house slowly brick by brick until um, we rolled out trading bots was last August. Um, and then the final pieces of it, which is um, ability to build your own indicators that you can then base strategies on is being rolled out right now. Um, so it takes a long time to build this kind of product, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. And I mean, it's obviously very powerful and it seems like there's a lot of things that you can do with it. In your experience as a trader, you know, trading in 2008, that, that had to be wild. What a place to start. I got my uh, ass I, started, right? <laughs> I, I believe it. So I, I want to understand a little bit more about what exactly you trade. So is this product mostly for like equities? Uh, are you doing currencies? Sure. Yeah, so I uh, I'm an equity trader, um, mostly growthy tech type stuff, but I do dabble a lot in biotech. Um, they move, they can just move, right? Um, okay, but, but um, something like sixty percent of our users are equities, right? The rest is a mixture of forex futures and crypto. Um, we have data for um, U.S. equities indices, global forex, global crypto. That's 170 exchanges. Um, in the platform and uh, global FX and obviously futures, right? Um, futures is new. Uh, we teamed up with the CME group last year and then also in September rolled out uh, real-time futures data in the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, the idea is um, it's, it's a tough business strategy to go really wide, right? Like a lot of products end up specializing and doing one or two things really, really well. Um, but trading is a very kind of big world with a lot of different um, types of trading, types of data. Um, so we made this thing to kind of be the everything platform, right? Um, where like all the data for all the assets, um, very soon we'll start adding international data, um, all the tools, right? Scanning, backtesting, charting, analysis, um, and then all the execution tools all live in one place. Because an average retail trader, um, at least when they're actively trading, they pay for four or five different subscription tools, right? They may pay for a charting tool, a scanner, a backtester, right? You know, things like tip ranks or, or 13F feeds. There's a bunch of different stuff that traders spend money on. Um, and that's not how pros trade, right? Like pros sit there at Bloomberg. It has literally everything in one place. Right. Um, 
So like if we want to level the playing field for people and make the market more fair by empowering retail traders, you know, it has to all be in one big tool. Um, so that's where, that's where it's kind of gone today. I hear you, man. And it's, and it's obvious again, that there's so much that you're trying to wrap into this one product. So let me ask you, how is this product really trade really changed your trading as, as a personal trader? Like how does this change your day to day? Like, what are you doing with it for the most part? There's so many possibilities. Well, um, it's a really good question. Um, you know, excuse me. Um, for, uh, for my personal trading, it's, uh, it's automated 95% of it. Right. Um, so I, I don't actually remember the last time I traded manually. Um, you know, I, I approach it with a very systemic approach now I'll, I'll back test heavily. Um, I'm usually pretty open about the strategies I'm playing with on Twitter. Um, but I'll, I'll back test different rule sets, um, optimize them and then I'll run bots. Um, and there's, a. uh, like three or four, I think I have running right now. Um, and generally I focus towards, um, leverage ETFs, right? So, um, like SPXL and products like that. Um, in the past, I used to to trade like everyone else does. Um, even to this day, like sit there staring at five different screens, trying to catch moves as they're happening. Um, and like, it sucks because you're, you're making emotional decisions in the moment, right? You're not, um, you're not like, Traders like to say, like, plan to trade, trade to plan, right? Um, it's very hard to do that manually. Um, but it's super easy for a computer. Like, the computer doesn't hesitate, right? Um, it says, are the rules currently there? Yes. Okay, that means I should enter. Um, we, have a, we have a product called Signal Stack, which um, is under a different brand name, but it's an order routing tool. And um, I point my TrendSpider bots, which are running from strategies I build in the platform towards Signal Stack, which then connects to a brokerage account. Right. So like TrendSpider will say, hey, Signal went off. Go buy 100 shares of Apple. Right. Um, and then SignalSec will actually connect to the broker and place that trade for Apple. Um, you know, and partially because I think it's important to kind of eat my own dog food. Right. Um, like I sell this type of technology to people, so I should be using it. But also, I'll never forget the first time an automated order went off for me based on a strategy because I was at the pharmacy waiting in line to pay for my daughter's medicine. Um, and then my phone binks and it's like, transmitter your alert went off. And then a second later, it's TD Ameritrade. Hey, your order just filled. And I'm like, I would have missed this. Like I was, I'm waiting at the pharmacy trolling Twitter. There's no way I'm going to pull up a chart and make a decision right now. I would hesitate too much. Right. Um, so it lets people trade when they're not trading. Um, and that's something that most retail traders can't do. Um, except if they're like betting on a fixed price level with like a limit order or something. Um, but if you have a strategy that involves multiple conditions, you know, you have to be there to catch that and place the trade. Um, and that sucks, right? Uh, I have friends who work in the hedge fund space and um, that's not how they trade, right? Like they build strategies, they automate them, then they tweak the automation, um, which, you know, it felt really good. So I, uh, that's how it's changed my trading to kind of give you a long answer to, to your question. I mean, that was a great answer, man. It, it's obvious that, you know, there are so many different styles of trading. Uh, most of us, I'd say, uh, here at Trade Delicious, we're, we're mostly discretionary traders, right? So most of us are utilizing those manual systems, but that simply doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for a lot of traders. It's so to hard. hear that, right. To and, hear and, that sure. and the thing is, if you're discretionary, right, um, you know, how do you know that your strategy works if you don't perform it exactly the same way every time? Every time. Right. Um, And I'm not just talking like responding to your triggers, Um, like, hey, alert went off time to buy. 
right? I'm talking about like creating the triggers, right? Like if you show, um, and we've done this experiment, you show the same chart to 10 traders, you get like nine or 10 different sets of trend lines on it, right? Like people are um, very biased and very, and, and analysis, technical analysis is very subjective, right? Um, so like I've seen traders who've traded manually profitably um, enhance their edge by being more disciplined with it. And this is just a tool to take yourself out of the equation, right? You're no longer making that in the moment decision. You've already set it up. So if you trade a lot of discretionary strategies, I would, I would encourage you to try to automate some of them because you may find um, that it either works better that way or that there's more to the success or failure of the strategy than is like apparent, right? Obvious, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. To, to be honest with you, I've always been curious about the automation side of things. That's not something that I've had an opportunity to dive deep into, but looking at your product, I mean, the possibilities are incredibly exciting. So walk me through this whole process. When you when you talk about automation, right? A lot of people get a little nervous about that because the idea is you're, you're letting go of so much control of your trades, right? So like you said, that emotional part of things is being removed. How, sure. What has that transition been like for you? Was it, was it hard letting go of the reins? Well, so, so consider it's not, like, um, it's not like you wake up one day and everything is happening automatically for you, right? Think no. of trading as a process that starts with discovery, right? So um, arguably either discovery or strategy development, right? Um, but in either case, you need to decide what you're going to trade on and what the strategy is. Um, this you can do with scanning and backtesting and using those two things together. Um, you would then, so like the, the way that my workflow is, um, and others may do this in reverse, but the way I like to do it is I'll build a strategy, right? So, um, and I'll usually base it off something very simple. Like the one I like the most, um, over the last year and a half has been a Donchian channel crawl strategies from the 1970s, right? Like I did not make it up. Right. Um, it's two Donchian channels. And um, you basically when the fast one's top line is equal to the slow one's top line, you're in a long position. And when the fast Donchian channel's lower line is equal to the slow Donchian channel's lower line, you're out of position or you're short. Right. It's a very, very simple strategy. Um, I think turtle trading or tur like it wasn't a book called turtle trading or something. But in any case, um, I'll backtest that strategy and figure out the parameters that make it work. And the backtester lets you um, identify a stop loss position, take profit position, like placement very easily with this thing called a price behavior explorer chart. So optimize it that way. Test it on a bunch of similar symbols. So I like leverage ETFs, so SPXL or TQQQ. Um, but this is where uh, somebody who didn't have a universe decided could then take that entry condition scan the market for any symbols that currently are would be long and then you can run the back test against those symbols right to discover your universe um and then you can launch a bot but a bot doesn't have to place trades right away it can just be an alert that lets you know right um and you should think of a bot as a alert that is bi-directional has an entry and an exit component to it um those exit components can be stop losses take profits or technical conditions or some mixture of the of them Right. And I just run it um, as a as basically somebody in text messages me when when the signals go off. Um, Transpider will also plot the entry and exits on the chart with arrows automatically. Right. Um, and from there, right, you can then manually trade it. And once you feel comfortable manually trading, it, you can introduce an order router and point it at a brokerage account. 
So it's like it's not like it's like wake up one day. I'm all of a sudden I'm completely out of the loop. You gradually kind of step out as you get comfortable with an automated system. Um, and then your job is really managing your bots, right? Because um, you may have developed something that during backtesting is apparent only works in a bull market or a flat market, right? So when the market changes, you would just stop that bot and turn on a different one that's optimized for a different type of market, right? Um, because there's so much historical data, you can design strategies using bear markets, bull markets, right? Horizontal markets. Um, so I think that's the, the learning curve. Um, but it starts with just like automating a piece of it, right? Like maybe discovery. Um, you know, if you have a strategy, I don't know, call it an inside hammer strategy, inside hammer breakout, you can scan for inside hammers, throw an alert on all of those and get notified when they break the, the bar before it. Does that make more sense? It really does. It really does. And, and you know, it's, it's really interesting for me. So I, I used to trade, you mentioned TD Ameritrade. I used to trade solely on thinkorswim. And I played a little bit around with uh, with some basic coding to give myself alerts from Thinkorswim because you know you can produce your own yes. indicators and such. And it makes me think. So you're you're going through all of these processes, so you don't have to be a coder in order to set this stuff up, right? That's I think that's yeah. kind of the crux of things too. Yeah, yeah. So you use something we call visual scripting, um, and it's build. Um, well, I bill it as um, if you can describe a scenario to a friend of yours, you can describe it to TrendSpider. Um, what you do is you create, uh, you click like add condition, you then it asks you if it's a price condition, an indicator, a chart pattern, a candle pattern, a news event, right? Like you add your conditions like that and just visually point and click through a series of menus. Um, and what you're what you can end up with is um, something pretty fancy, right? It can be like there's a hammer forming in the five minute chart that's inside the candle before it, while the 200 daily moving average is um, below the price and the 50 period hourly is above the 20 period hourly, right? And there was a recent analyst upgrade, um, and there's a news event that mentions this ticker and the FDA together, right? Like you can mix things together um, using all different kinds of data sets, um, and that can become your automated watch list. Right. Um, I call it a universe, but it can generate a watch list for you with 50 different types of data from multiple different time frames in all considered for you. Um, and then you can have a back test and you can just flip through your watch list and it'll auto recompute the back test each time you change symbols. It can also auto detect trend lines at this time and like put chart patterns on the screen. Right. Um, and then from there, you can click create a bot. You can click create an alert. Right. You can just have the system watch things that you care about for you, whatever they might be. Um, and you can trigger things with the idea of webhooks and outside systems to happen when alerts go off, right? Um, we have some people who have a bot that just sits in a Discord all day and just posts whenever a moving average cross occurs either way, right? Long cross, short cross, right? It's, it's all it does. Um, but the, the point is the guy who set it up isn't a coder. Um, I can't code to save my life, right? Like I, I, seriously get shot in the head before I could fun write a functional piece of code. Um, but I can describe it to this thing pretty easily because it was made for traders and most traders can't code. Um, Thinkorswim used to have some stuff like this back in the day. Um, I don't know how long you've used it, but in um, like the, right before TD Bottom, they had a feature called Profit Charts that had pattern recognition and pattern-based alerts in it. And for some reason, they chose to kill it. Um, you know, I've kind of learned how hard it is to maintain that stuff. So maybe it was the, the technical debt of maintaining it. Um, but the pros out there, the hedge funds, they are, they have it right. Um, and most retail people don't. So. 
I hear you. And, and I think that's the beauty of it. Just having that kind of access to something that a lot of professional use professionals use that we're just unable to get our hands on because we don't have those resources to pay the Bloomberg fees. What's Bloomberg fees now? It's like 24,000 a year, some nonsense, yeah. right? Uh, so I um, right. And, and like places like JP Morgan have 50,000 terminals, right? Um, Jesus. You know, like it's, it's absolutely insane how many Bloomberg terminals are out there. Um, it's a wild business. Um, and the thing is, Bloomberg charts are crap, right? Like they're not very good charts. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're not. Um, I, I, I've used them and I was, I was definitely underwhelmed. Um, but the, the main pitch of Bloomberg isn't so much the charts. It's the access to every yeah. price point in the whole world. The data. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you can you can get the price of a, a, so, a Russian railroad bond on Bloomberg. Like it's the only place in the world that would have that level of data. Right. And and then, and that's really the, the value of the whole nine. So talk to me a little bit about trading with this type of, with these types of tools. Part of the reason why I love TrendSpider, I'm, I'm terrified of something like this is because like you said, when the market conditions change, you have to be able to recognize that turn a bot off. So you talked about trading in 2008, talk about a crazy time to get started how would you have used this kind of thing at that time? Because things were just so volatile, moving up and down. It's I imagine it's kind of hard to create a bot for those kinds of situations, or is it? I mean, you can um, when you're building a uh, strategy, right? Um, the first step is to kind of determine what it's going to do. Um, if your strategy is a volatility-based strategy, something that's trying to capture volatile moves in a choppy market, you'd use a different set of indicators. It's just like if you're trading manually, right? Um, you know, if it's a market that is extremely volatile, there's swings up and down, you might want to use something like Bollinger Bands, right? So you'd use something like that when you're constructing the strategy for that set of market conditions. The beauty is you can go back and say, okay, what was a period of time where the market was extremely volatile, right? Take the COVID crash. Um, I, I I've just as a thought experiment have built um, a strategy that um, its entire purpose is to be out of the market during times of drawdowns, right? Like to just get out. So it's long at all times, except when there's sharp moves down. Um, you know, so you can isolate that period of time, right? On um, like February, 2020 through like February, 2021 or whatever, right? Um, that extremely um, irrational market. And you can build a strategy for that market. Um, and if you're expecting a market like that to repeat, you can then just tuck it away and save it, right? And come back to it later. Um, what you will know, in your metrics of your strategy, you'll see that um, they start to degrade, right? Um, like if a market is changing character and, you know, your strategy had an RR of five, right? Meaning um, when you win, you win five times more than when you lose, right? Um, and there, there's there's math to this, right? Um, like the percentage of trades that you win um, is correlated to the RR ratio, the reward slash risk ratio. Um, and like if you win 65% of the time, right, you only need an RR of like one, one and a half, right, to be profitable. Um, if you win only 20% time, like an hour of three or four might be required, right? Um, but you'll see that um, those metrics start to degrade in your strategy. And that's probably a clue that the character of the market is changing and you should stop the strategy. Most backtest strategies are, are curve fit, right? So they're fit to a particular type of market environment. Um, and curve fitting has a dirty reputation, because a lot of people get caught up in it, but it's a powerful tool if in the right hands, right? Because you 
intentionally curve fit it to a particular market, but only run it during that type of market. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question, right? Um, but like <laughs> you, you, would, you would see your metrics start to degrade. Um, your RR might start getting lower. Your win rate might not, no longer match the past. And um, one cool thing in a backtest, and I'll send you a screenshot of this. Um, if you are in a position in a backtest, right, meaning it ends on an open position, you haven't had your exit signal yet, right? Um, the price behavior explorer is superimposed on the price chart. And this is an aggregate of all the trades that previously were in that backtest. And it shows you the path it should take if it's going to be following the same path. You can simply exit when that's not the case, right? Um, which does happen. But it'll show you like a cloud, like a range of the 25th to 75th percentile of outcomes of all the trades that made up that backtest on the price chart itself. So if price follows it, then your strategy is currently working. And if it's not, then your strategy is failing right now, um, which gives you a way to manually exit as well if you choose to. Right. Like you can say this trade sucks. I don't want this trade. Right. And have it skip it. Um, there's a, it's, it's tools. Right. Um, you have to learn how to use them. You know, you can't build a house if you don't know how to use a hammer. Same thing with creating strategies. You need to learn how to create them. Um, but once you get used to it and um, see it kind of just happening on autopilot, it's kind of hard to go back. Like I really hate placing manual trades now. Um, it make like, I always second guess myself. Is this an emotional decision? Do I just like this company? Right. Or is this like a honest, true trade? Right. Um, and, uh, I don't have that concern when the strategy is my strategy, but it's being run automatically. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. And I'd be very curious, Dan. So you talk about this issue a lot where, the whole purpose of Trend Spider is to remove the man from the trading. It's to remove the emotion, remove that as component can. as much of it as you can. Was there a moment in your trading where you had maybe an emotional trade that led to a drawdown or something happened where you said, you know what, I need to take myself out of this. I need to build this thing. What was that kind of catalyst? Well, I, I, it's what I mentioned at the beginning here, right? It was um, realizing that we can automate far more sophisticated things than um, working with financial data, um, you know, in, in servers, right? Um, I, I mean, it, it really, it was one of those moments where it was like, how is this reality? You know, like, like there has to be a better way. Um, yeah, I may have been reading a book about Rentech at the time, right? Which probably inspired that a bit because um, they're, they're famously disciplined as a fund, right? And, and you know, it, it's crushed the market for, for decades, um, but it's entirely systemic. And, um, you know, what, what was interesting um, learning about that fund, the Magellan Fund um, by Renaissance, is um, most of the people they hired to build them weren't traders, right? They hired astrophysicists, they hired waveform, you know, statisticians, you know, they hired people who had nothing to do with markets um, and had them build market models, Um you know, so like it was, it was sitting there thinking like, here I am staring at a chart, waiting for this trend line to break. Uh, if I go to the bathroom, I might miss it, right? It's two in the morning. I want to go to bed, but I'm trading futures and I can't, um, you know, like it, it was all this stuff kind of hitting all at once. Um, my first year trading, I just sold a business, right? So um, I finally, it was a real business for once. It was like two, December of 2007, we closed. Um, it was a company called Midphase, right? So like it was the first real money I ever had. Um, and I, my partner and I, we had another business we were running together. We'd sit in the office like trading, thinking that we know what we're doing. Um, you know, and I remember being in Washington Mutual when it collapsed, right? And like all kinds of wild stuff. Um, 
And we would, we would be like, hey, to, to our assistant, we shared an assistant at the time. We'd be like, hey, we're going to go down for a smoke. Watch Washington Mutual stock and text us if it does this. Right. Um, you know, like I got my ass kicked over and over and over again. Um, and and right. for some reason kept at it. Maybe I have an addictive personality. Um, but at a certain point when you're automating server deployment and doing this by hand, you start to wonder why. No, 100%. I, I can't imagine what, what that must have been like being in Washington Mutual. Was that? So that so I was in Europe during, during when it collapsed. Um, I was at a friend's house outside of London um, just wow. checking the internet. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that's going to be a loss. And then uh, Chase acquired them. Um, I don't believe it was a great deal for shareholders anyway. But, um, you know, I also had bank accounts there, which was interesting. That's why I was trading it. Um <laughs> It was, it was a fun time. I have a horrible history of banks. We, uh, uh, TrendSpider had accounts at Silicon Valley Bank um, a few oh months ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I was very um, I was very nervous during that time. Um, so don't let me pick your bank. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, man. What? That's insane. So that, that whole process, I mean, being in, that sounds like a nightmare just happening twice. I can't even, I can't even imagine, man. So, so the Silicon Valley thing was double bad because we just yeah. opened accounts there like two months earlier, right? And it was part of a plan to diversify like the company's bank accounts, right? right. So like it came from the right place and we just made a bad choice. Um, wow. it, it was it was a crazy time. <laughs> don't make me really were, were you able Were you able to get everything back? I have to. Ask. Yeah, everybody did. Um, the government bailed them out and everybody was right. completely whole. Um, but for the weekend, it was crazy because it was it was like during a weekend, right? Like Thursday night, they closed them down. Friday, they didn't know what's going on. Um, and their people would just tell you like, yeah, be prepared to lose most of your accounts, right? Um, and then uh, so like you're like, okay, I guess we just got our ass kicked again. Um, and then like Sunday night, right before futures open, the bailout is announced, right? right. And then it's like, oh, okay, now we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I had the ashes because, you know, I've I've heard of several companies, organizations, people that it took forever for them to get their money back. And it was a really kind of terrible, wild situation. So that's, that's wild to hear from, but yeah, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time and kind of talking through what automation really looks like and what it could be. I really appreciate you coming on my friend, the traders. If you like what you've heard, please like subscribe, comment for more. We'd love you guys to ask questions about these types of things. We'd love to explore this type of stuff to create the most value for you guys. As always, please trade well out there and trade delicious. We'll see you.